Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show here on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Matt Catrillo here with you. Steve will soon be there in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Humble's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, all new pre owned inventory, all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. Another busy show coming your way today. We got Dave Zingara from NBC Sports Philly joining us at 435. The Eagles, one of the last teams in the NFL to report to training camp. So that will be at 435 today. But we continue with the ongoing saga of what is happening here between Texas and OU getting into the SEC. They made it official today as they have now applied or asking have asked the SEC to apply for for reinforcement statement into the to the SEC. Both schools, Texas and Oklahoma came out with a joint statement today requesting or it was a joint joint request, I should say, seeking an inv- invitation for membership in the SEC starting July 1st, 2025. To which then Greg Sankey, the SEC commissioner, put out a statement saying the University of Oklahoma and Texas, two esteemed academic institutions with storied athletic programs, today submitted formal requests for invitations to become members of the conference in 2025. And then Thursday is when the conference is scheduled to meet. But then I found these interesting here. Two tweets from Heather Dittich in the last couple of minutes have just come out following this news that came out earlier today. She says, quote, there is absolutely a pervading sense of mistrust right now throughout college athletics. Which I guess is certainly not, which is certainly not surprising by any stretch of the imagination, especially as Steve was pointing out yesterday, if you're these remaining eight Big 12 schools. Well, you're on the phone now constantly figuring out what's going on and what the next step is. And then she puts this out. I expect the American Conference to be aggressive and to try to get 14 to 16 teams. Now, that's interesting. I don't see how they get that that power to get that many schools to join them. I, I just don't see that happening, but that's really interesting. So I'm, I'll be curious if Steve saw that, uh, saw that today and 
would and give us his his thoughts on that. I mean, the because if this is all based on football, the American Conference has no real big say in that. They have really no big presence when it comes to football, basketball here and there. But what do you think of this? The American Conference trying to get 14 to 16 teams, according to our friend Heather Denich, Steve. I, I don't see that's, that. I don't see how that's going to happen. The American? Who cares? Exactly. Well, no. I'm, I mean, look. I give Mike Oresco credit, as I've talked about many times. He talks about Power Six. If I am, if I am, uh, in his position. I, too, am saying Power Six because that's part of my job, okay? Trying to promote my conference. It does not matter, in all honesty, whether the American has 16 teams or not. They're, in the scheme of things, uh, a marginal player in all of this. They are a marginal player... Uh, in the college football playoff. They're a marginal player in terms of scheduling. The vast majority of time when you do schedule an American team, it's going to be a two-for-one or a one-off, right? You know, because they're not the power player in all this. Um, and... So it doesn't matter if they have 16. I don't know, who are they going after? I assume what's left of the Big 12, like West Virginia, Baylor, TCU, right? Is that it? That's what it seems like to me. But what I don't get is why those schools would even think. Like I, I think the American Conference has, a, has a definitely big cohoons to think that they can bring some of these schools into their conference. Like I, I don't get this sense of activism all of a sudden. I mean, I guess you can try, but to think that they can that those schools would want to join that conference, I just, I just don't see that happening. I don't care how no. desperate they are, they're not going to want to join that conference, especially for football. Well, I think Dennis Dodd wrote something that essentially goes to exactly what I talked about earlier in the week. By losing Texas and Oklahoma, who today formally applied to the SEC, now the SEC has to vote on it, to join by July 1, 2025. But what's going to happen to the remaining Big 12 schools is this. They received $37.7 million last year for everything, their bowl, their media rights, everything like that. And I think it'll probably kick up to about $40 million. Everything runs out for them in 2025, June 30th, 2025. So essentially in football, you've got four more seasons, 21, 22, 23, 24. Their value, if they stand pat, is going to drop from $40 million down to the area of anywhere from 7 to $15 million a year. They're going to lose more than $25 million a year apiece. Dennis Dodd put the figure at $9 million. So that goes right in our $7 to $15 million range, okay? So Dennis would say it would, be, it would drop by $31 million. So we'll use $25 million just as a base, okay? So in using that as a base... 
Now, do you want to join the American? First of all, if the Big 12 stood pat and absorbed some American teams, UCF, Memphis, Cincinnati, Houston, it would not do much of anything to increase their value. They would still be getting about nine to ten million a year apiece, which would mean a thirty million dollar drop off. Right? Now let's get to the American. Um, okay, people don't realize it, like the Big Ten, each school gets about fifty five million from everything that they have. Okay, you know, college football playoff, Big Ten championship game, you know. Uh, Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, media rights, you know, the long list, bowls, things like that. Okay. $55 million. You know what the American schools get? Five. You're not a player in terms of a big player. You're not a big player. Okay. You're a landing spot in the big scheme. That's how I look at it. If I'm Mike Oresco, I'm doing this. But don't sit there and pretend like, wow, look what we're going to do. Wow, what are you going to do? What what, what brand did you get that, that made you a separator? Not. That's how I look at it. Can we get to Simone Biles for a moment? If you don't mind. Absolutely. Okay. We all know that's the big story of the day. Okay. We'll get to the expansion stuff again in a moment. But obviously, I think you know by now, NBC, which just plays this ridiculous game. It's just, I mean, it's such an outdated model. It's stunning. Don't forget to see the biggest news coming up tonight on at the Olympics. And then they don't tell you what it is. Okay. Hey, everybody in New York, take your head out of the sands. Everybody has Internet. We know what happened. Okay. If I am flying through the air, it's probably an accident. But if I am flying through the air, trying to do what she does. And I don't have everything in place. I'm going to get hurt. And I think that has to be taken into account because the people that are criticizing her, especially the trolls on Twitter, and as you know, how often do you think I read Twitter? Oh, that's right. I don't. I am a big believer in the Teddy Roosevelt speech, the man in the arena. Big believer. And I think that there's another 
an old saying as well that I've, I've quoted before. As Conrad once as Conrad once wrote, we live as we dream alone. Now, we can sit here and mull the thoughts of the suit. I can't go there, can you? But he's very much alone his thoughts. Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. But, I mean, think about it. All the thoughts that run through your head during the course of the day as you live your life are things that you only share with yourself. You don't share with anybody else. It's the same thing with Simone Biles. But I'm also a big believer in what Teddy Roosevelt said in a speech in 1910. The man in the arena. Now I'll add in women to this as well. But in our jobs, and we can be critical of certain things. You know, I'm critical of of, you know, what's your obligation to a crowd with the NBA and they're taking days off and the family comes to see you, okay? And, you know, and you decided, you know, the heck with that. I mean, it's what you signed on to. It's not what you signed on to. But here's this speech. Won't take too long. Roosevelt said, Teddy Roosevelt, it's not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man or woman who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust, sweat, and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again and again. Because there is no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions? Who spends himself or herself in a worthy cause? Who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement? And who at the worst, if he or she fails, at least fails while daring greatly? so that his or her place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Speech was banned in Philadelphia. Back with more in a moment. What? You're on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way. The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. No injury, thankfully, and that's why I took a step back because I didn't want to do something silly out there and get injured, so I thought it was best if these girls took over and did the rest of the job, which they absolutely did. They're Olympic silver medalists now, and they should be really proud of themselves for how well they did last minute having to go in. Um, and it's been really stressful, this Olympic Games, I think, just as a whole, um, not having an audience. There are a lot of different variables going into it. It's been a long week. It's been a long Olympic process. It's been a long year. Um, so just a lot of different variables, and I think we're just a little bit too stressed out. Um, but we should be out here having fun, and sometimes that's not the case. At least she sat there and talked about it. Gave a very thoughtful answer. Look, I mean, I haven't watched much of it. I mean, I did watch a little bit of the qualifying the other night. I think that's the only night I watched. I mean, you know, I mean, the suit's been watching every second of it. I mean, our sales numbers show that. Uh, but that's different. Oh, my almighty! How much have you watched? I watched pretty much most of last night's coverage. So I saw Lydia Jacoby, which was just amazing. We may or may not hear that later. Um, I did see a little bit of the gymnastics, men and women. And I kind of noticed something was off with, with Biles when she when she messed up on that one landing. What was it, Tuesday night? I was like, yeah. something's off. I just... I thought she was hurt, but obviously now we know what the what the issue is now. So, but yeah, I've, I've been in fairly in tuned. Um, yeah, I think it was Sunday night. Um, but I look, I can't do what she does, and she can't do what I do. That's why, as you know, how I've always had respect for the man or woman in the arena. I always have. Now, when I've been critical of players sitting out, things like that, that are, you know, whatever, that's different. That's a professional team, professional league, you have people paying to see you. You know, as opposed to Olympic competition, you don't anybody paying to see anybody out there. All right? There's no fans. Uh, but I go back to, if you want to be, like, we want to be paid like entertainers, that's why I get critical of a Kyrie Irving. You know, you want all the money, but you know, you know, you got to go out and do it. Got to play. This is a little bit different. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. All right, Sunbury Motors, Fourth Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15. And Hummel's Wharf online, sunburymotors.com. Who has Ford? Sunbury Motors does, along with Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai. 
Great pre-owned inventory, fabulous sales staff, great service department. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Kia Routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, and online at sunburymotors.com. I was on a show in Omaha today, and I was asked about if the Big Ten were to expand, which two schools would I recommend? Matt, what answer do you think I gave? Matt speechless. Well, obviously they weren't listening, uh, say, a few days ago. Well, what answer do you think I gave? It's not going to be easy to add all these all these teams that you may want because of the grant of rights. I said Hawaii and UNLV. <laughs> I said, look, I said, and these guys are laughing. I said, you got to think of it from our point of view. Every other year, go to Hawaii, broadcast a football game. Every year, basketball, go to Hawaii. He says, the year you don't go to Hawaii, eh, guess what? You go to Las Vegas. I like you that just, thinking. You just can't think the way other people think. <laughs> got to have some fun with this thing. You know? So I said, Hawaii and UNLV. I <laughs> said, so let's have some fun. All right. Time now to talk football, but some other issues as well. Let's bring in Neil Coulomb, my good friend. Great to have you with us. As usual, it's fantastic to be here. The heart is beating well as uh, as training camp pours on here. <clears throat> uh, we're really looking forward to uh, a lot of the practices that we're not allowed to go to and uh, a lot of the players that we're not allowed to talk to up front, but uh, at the very least, we do get things like two tight ends and a tight end coach uh, coming out to speak to us. Um, it's better than nothing. You're you're happy with that at the very least. And what did they say that gave any kind of news of anything? Uh, nothing really. There um, we go. <laughs> I can confirm Pat Fryermuth is on the team. Um, he's there. Uh, he's he's really tall. He's really long, and he's done pretty well so far. That that's uh, kind of the consensus reporting um, up to this point. It, it's it's early. Uh, it's football in short still. If we want to call this kind of the, the extension of mini camp, that that's kind of the period of training camp that they're at. And it's not that it's not uh, intense to some degree. Uh, it just isn't a padded practice. It's a non-contact practice. They're getting used to things and kind of saving their hamstrings and their joints uh, for when they they put the pads on and start playing real football, uh, which is what um, when is it? Like Thursday, I think. Yeah. If not earlier than that, I, I forget. I don't have it in front of me. But um, soon enough, we'll we'll figure out where this team really is. Uh, for now, I, you can really just say that um, it, it's it's been fluid. Uh, it seems that the the newer players who were there. Have a good sense of what's going on. Um, I know that seems strange, but that's kind of a big thing. You know, you need to know uh, what's being asked of you to, to play it fast and to play it well um, to perform when you are being evaluated. And it looks like they've been uh, pretty well schooled on that, and um, things are getting underway. You know, not too long till uh, till they're at camp, taking on the Cowboys in the Hall of Fame game. And I think a lot of people are are looking forward to that. That, uh, as far as I know, that's still a, a padded preseason game. Yeah. Although I could see them taking that away in a couple of years, who knows? But that might be next on the 
next on the union's agenda. <laughs> if you're going to have the Hall of Fame game, no pads. We'll just play in flag. It's interesting because I, I think the research that has been done at various levels is that concussions, for the most part, actually happen in practices because there's more of them. Uh, for example, uh, but what does it do, in your opinion, to games when everything is shadow boxing for such a long time? I think that there's a combination of things that will come with that. I mean, for the most part, shadow boxing is a good term. I, I think that's a fair term, and I think it's also a, a valuable uh, exercise in boxing. You need to work on your technique. You need to work on uh, it, it, you know certain technical movements and skills. And to do that, you need repetition. It's a muscle memory activity in a lot of cases. Um, if you're you're you know coming off the line, doing that over and over and over again, that's something that you don't do that frequently in a game. You know, you might get 65 snaps. You come off, let's say that you play 50 of them. That's 50 opportunities to do that. In practice, you could get 150, you know, in a a simulated environment, but it's much faster and it's uh, designed to work on technique, you know, to to get those muscle memory things down and to have it be, and and to do it under the watchful eye of a coaching staff that's paid to make sure you're doing it correctly. Uh, and then to put it on film and to go over it and, and you know, be able to learn that way. So I, I think um, the contact in and of itself isn't the value uh, purely. There is technical work that does need to be done. I, and from that end, I do believe um, padless practices do have a, a much higher purpose than what we often sure, think about. Sure, I agree with that. Um, it, it's, it, at the same time, though, um, you need to take a hit to kind of see where you are physically. You talk to any player, they're going to tell you the same thing. There's a difference between being in world-class condition shape at the beginning of training camp and football shape by the end of it. Meaning condition, and Mike Tomlin's the one that's really stressed this over the years in Pittsburgh. Conditioning to him is not running from point A to point B and not being tired. Conditioning is being able to focus and perform well after you've been beaten up. You know, getting hit on a 40-yard uh, uh, post pattern is a lot different than just running 40 yards. So the, the conditioning piece that comes with the contact, that's real football. That, that's football shape, as the players would say. Um, there's a time for that. And I think to, to some degree um, we might see lapses in that early in the season. They might not be as used to the constant level of contact. And there are some teams that basically don't put pads on at all. Uh, outside of, of Sundays. They don't have contact at all except for that. Um, it, you know, you can make the argument that um, that can help uh, prevent breakdowns, that can keep you in uh, physical shape better, uh, keep your body healthier. Um, there's a lot that goes into that, that that's beyond just not hitting each other in practice. But I, I do think there's value to knowing um, what you're hitting when you tackle somebody, knowing where to hit them, when, it, when it's right, when it's wrong, um, and just, you know, really as close to a simulation as you can to a Sunday in front of the fans as, as possible. You need to hit people. Um, not everything is textbook. Not everything is perfect. Sometimes right. um, you just got to get the guy down. You know, I think if anybody would know that, it would be Steelers fans watching a player like Troy Polamalu throughout the years. Um, a purely instinctive player. I don't want to say that he was a technical disaster, but... I don't think hitting drills really help Troy be who he is. You no, know? I mean, it, no, no. It, it's it, it, some sometimes you have to go and get the guy on ground. That that's it's just that simple. So 
uh, there, there's value to it to some degree, but I think at this point it's probably better to work on the muscle memory piece of it while you're getting ready uh, to, to really hit the ground running, uh, literally in this case. All right, so let's stick with the muscle memory part of it uh, for a moment because um, Simone Biles obviously did not finish with the U.S. Olympic team today. Uh, she may still do individual workouts, but she admitted that mentally she wasn't quite on the page she needed to be. And, look, if I'm flying through the air doing what she has to do, <laughs> I better have all cylinders clicking, okay? Uh, so for the Steelers, do they have either a team psychologist or a couple of them in case player to give the players a place to go if they have something they need to deal with? Um, I, I will say this. Um, there's a lot of things you're not allowed to talk about that you see. Um, the official statement would be the NFL provides uh, those those kinds of support resources to any player that, that's looking for them. It's usually arranged uh, through the union. Uh, whether the team does anything on their own, I'm not going to comment on that, but uh, those resources are available, and I definitely think you know, it, Bile's situation, I think, brings up a lot of this, and it, it's really kind of been coming to the forefront. If it isn't already at the forefront of the sporting world, it, it's going to be kickstarted to a, a huge degree because of this. I agree a thousand percent with you. I, I thought the exact same thing when I saw it this morning. The last thing I want to be doing, if I'm not in the right, if, if I determine I'm not in the right mental place, I'm not hurtling myself at 30 miles an hour into a pommel horse. And I'm not getting on uneven bars and swinging myself around. So I, I, I don't blame her for that. I really don't. It, it's, it's, what they do is absolutely insane. I, I, I couldn't imagine doing any of that myself. The level of danger that's in that freaks me out just watching it. You know, I, I, I really appreciate, um, the, the technical skill that it takes to do the things that they do. Um, that said, the mental piece has always been critically important to the success of any athlete. Um, that isn't to say that no other athlete has ever undergone or ever had thoughts like Simone Biles did. Um, others are, are starting to speak out a lot more about this. I think there is a level of mental focus that can be trained. Whether that brings on other challenges, I think, is, is really where this discussion is going. And I, I would point out this. For Simone Biles, I mean, there really isn't a hill left for her to conquer. You That's know? right. I mean, she's done everything. Yep. I really got the sense when she talked, a lot of it, she was there for, for her team. She was there to, to help them win a gold medal. I don't think, just my opinion, I don't feel like that challenge was really the same for her as it's been in her career. And part of that, I think, is because Michael Phelps had a, a, a real rough time Mentally, he spoke about this before the 2012 Olympics. Yes, um, I, I don't. I think he won all of the medals. You know, I mean, there right. wasn't a challenge left for him to do, it, except for you know, win a bunch more when he's 30 as opposed to when he was 26. So, it, it, I think there comes a point where you have to acknowledge the strength of the, the mental aspect of uh, professional athletics, uh, Olympic level athletics. Part of that that mental strength is in motivation. If you don't have that, if you're not really into that, you're risking, especially in a sport like gymnastics, you're risking a lot. Yeah. And I, I can understand where they're coming from. I mean, let, let's translate this to the NFL, another uh, highly dangerous, violent sport. 
um, if, if you aren't mentally there, you can get yourself hurt. I mean, you ask, ask any coach. You know, I'd be curious. Ask Jack Ham this sometime. This, this is the old adage you'd hear from any uh, uh, football player or coach, I should say. The time that you really are risking getting hurt is when you're going half speed. Yes. If you're no going all question. Out, no question. The, the violent piece of it is not, and if you've played, you probably have that same feeling. If you went around looking everywhere and not playing your fastest, and you got clocked from the side, that's way worse than if you were running, you know, full steam ahead. You just you you lose that part of you know the formula of of power. You know, you don't have that that sense of acceleration about your body, and you get rocked. You get absolutely killed. Yep. I wasn't a very good football player. I usually didn't know what I was doing. I know what that feels like. I also know that when you're running down the field at full speed and you run into somebody who's also moving at about your speed, it, it just doesn't resonate as much. It's not that big of a hit. At least it doesn't feel that way. So mentally you need to be locked in, and whatever it is that they can do uh, to put themselves into that frame of mind, I definitely think it's in the NFL's best interest mm-hmm. to help them provide, provide them with that. But at the same time, too, I would hope if they're not there, they're thinking about themselves, they're thinking about their, their families, and they're thinking about their team. I'm not here. I can't do this well. I'm risking a lot being out here. I'm I'm out. You know, I, I think that in, in football, um, who knows? Maybe we see that this year. But I think in football, um, how that will be received by fans will be vastly different than I think even the, the mm-hmm. kind of negative reaction that, that Bile is getting today. Um, it, it'll be interesting. I just, you know, there are trends, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if – there are uh, athletes moving forward that are moved by this and, and they're inspired by it. They say, look, you know, I'm not right. I can't do this. Um, and for what they're going through, if, if you see it up close and personal, it, it's brutal. Um, they're, they're putting a lot of themselves into what they do, and it's not comfortable. <laughs> it's usually painful, and uh, they do it for the sake of entertainment. And usually the, the crowd isn't seeing that or isn't paying attention to that. And I'm not trying to shame them for, for thinking that way, but – you got to look at it from the player's perspective. At some point, enough is too much, you know, and they they, they can't do anything more. Um, you know, maybe they need a break. I think that's where, you know, therapy to some degree, sports psychologists, yeah. trainers can can really help the players with that. And maybe that happens a lot more often than we think it does. Um, I don't know if we would get that kind of information easily, but it sounds to me like a, a, a feature story that somebody should look into. Well. Uh... Neil, this is only my opinion, but I want your reaction to this. I think you'll see more and more criticism of everything in sports, in part because of sports book. Because when your money is on the line, it becomes more personal to you. So if it turns out on a particular day, somebody doesn't have it that day, which, by the way, is one of the simplest explanations in the world, but one of the more accurate ones. You just don't have it every day. The old saying that Joe always had you either get better or get worse, you never stay the same. Some days you don't have it. I think sportsbook is creating more of an attitude of either positive or I lost money negativity, which then, of course, brings with it the trolling because you're angry. Yeah, it, it, it's it's interesting that that's an excellent parallel. Um, we're on a collision course for that, I think, considering uh, the, the the boom that's coming down for that. Um, we just released a memo internally for where I work with some massive partnership with a, a, a gambling outlet. Right. Um, and I'm yeah, not. I, I and, and Neil, I am not in any way, shape, or form putting down 
the industry. That has nothing to do with it. Right, but but right. there are offshoots of it that you do have that will have to deal with it in our industry. That we'll have to deal with trying to talk about those attitudes. Absolutely, and it becomes news. This now becomes something that right. you know, to, to, to use a generic uh, reference, it's something they might have to put on the injury report. You know, it, it's uh, I don't know exactly how or <laughs> how they're going to go about classifying that, but um, you're exactly right. I mean, they're they're inviting gambling into. Uh, the, the the surface of what they're doing, and they haven't done that before. It's it, it's what the Caesars Superdome now down in New Orleans. Yes, that, that's a partnership mm-hmm. that they just announced. Yep, several teams have big money deals with casinos, with gambling outlets, whatever it well, is. Well, Every me, team has embraced fantasy football for the longest time, right, so let, it's definitely let, there. Let me give you this one: uh, regional sports networks, especially in the West, were bought by Bally's. And it's right there on the bottom. It's the Bally Sports Network. You know, covering games. I mean, that's how far it's going in terms of sponsorship. Bally's is uh, a partnership between Sinclair Media and Bally's. They're using that name. But Sinclair, with their deal, if it goes a certain way, uh, they they get equity in the company. So, you know, that's that's as firm a partnership as you could possibly have. So. It, the, the media media will change with all of this, and it's changing now. Um, you have to wonder where news will be with that. You know, how do you write about gambling as news and not just smooth Jimmy Apollo's lock of the week? You know, that that kind of thing. How are you going to write about this as if it's a story? And I think if you combine the the surge in you know mental health awareness which I, I think is fair to say over the last 18 months, has become a much bigger issue than, than perhaps we thought that it was two years ago. Um, do these things collide? Where, where does that intersect? How exactly are you going to cover it? Um, I, you know, all these things, I don't know how neatly packaged it all is. I just know that all of those things are live examples that we've seen in sports just over the last year. You know, the, the partnerships themselves, uh, athletes bringing this to the, to, to the forefront in a much more... Uh, uh, upfront direct way than perhaps they have before um, I don't know I mean it, it's it's really interesting to see but I, I think more than anything and this is probably usually true you just can't pinpoint it as accurately um, the, the landscape of sports as we know it today will be drastically different in 10 years no question Neil thanks so much appreciate it back with more in a moment here on News Radio 1070 WKOK Great to have you with us today. We'll be talking about Eagles camp in the final half hour. Really exciting. Of course it is. I mean, you got to give them credit. They can finish no worse than fourth. (laughs) Hey, especially now that teams may have to forfeit with this COVID stuff going around. You never know. Is this what you're hoping for? Oh, no, but I'm just saying it, it's out there. <laughs> yeah, well. I'm simply pointing out facts. It sounds like you're harboring hope of disaster for somebody else to benefit you. 